Hi, everybody, and welcome to That's Life, where we are fighting another snowstorm here in New York. I really shouldn't complain, frankly, because I don't live in New Jersey, and I don't live in Muncie. Good morning, folks. Thanks for listening. I am Miriam L. Wallach, blogger, writer, general manager here at the Nachum Siegel Network. You can find me here right after Allison and right before Nachum's live lunch. And look, look who it is behind the board. You know why I didn't say, do my eyes deceive me? Because he already made fun of me for reusing that line too much. So look, it's Pollock. I know you. <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's true but that's because that we was hadn't actually been, a reference to you right, right that, well, well no <laughs> that's because we hadn't been on bite size together for a while right. so i just figured you know like look look where we are we're back together again but um yeah Squad look goals. exactly look look where we are you and i are back here together <laughs> again now, rummy is in our studio in baltimore and uh yeah i apologize i do sound a little bit under the weather or like i have a smoking problem neither of which is really completely the issue this a little bit of a sore throat um but uh thank god all is well here i do want to wish a mazel tov to the rosenberg and levy families the rosenberg family of woodmere and the levy family of lawrence on the marriage on Sunday, we are in the middle of Shavarbachas, of my nephew Matthew to the lovely, lovely Jordan Levy. She is really a doll. We are thrilled to have her as part of the family. If you saw my pictures on Facebook, I posted Sunday night. Yes, it was it was a serious party. And for those of you who live in Brooklyn, who have gone to Amnon's, that's Jordan's grandfather, Amnon himself, Amnon Levy, who brought pizza to Borough Park, as he is credited as doing, um, is uh, is deserving of a Mazel Tov. So if you go into Amnon's and you say to him, oh, Mazel Tov on the Chasana, I bet you right now it's a free slice. Do you know that's my dad's favorite pizza restaurant? Are you serious? Yeah, I mean, my grandfather that's used so to live funny. in Borough Park. So oh, we used to, right. You go there time, all the time. Every time we were there, we'd go to Amnon's. That's so funny. So yesterday in preparation for, you know, more storm or two days ago, that's when it was. Everything is a blur. In preparation for the storm, I went with my daughter to Gourmet Glot and I asked her to go buy more cream cheese. She comes back to the cart with three tubs of cream cheese and a box of Omnon's pizza. And I said to her, I'm like, I said, what's with the pizza? She goes, we have to support the family. I'm like, <laughs> okay, put it in the cart. We brought it home. Good stuff. It seems a pro tip, by the way, in warming up Omnon's pizza is to spray it a little, the slices a little bit with water before you warm them up. Interesting. I know. So I made fun of my mother-in-law for giving me that tip and she said, I got it from Omnon. I'm like, Okay, fine. <laughs> That's some good pizza. Right. That's it is. It really pizza. is good pizza. It really is good pizza. So shout out to them and a mazal tov to everyone. There are a lot of national holidays going on today, folks. There's a lot of stuff in general going on. Um, by the way, just so you know, I made that joke about New Jersey and about Muncie um, in terms of the storm because they really got hit. As much as we were expecting complete doom here in Manhattan with predictions of 12 to 18 inches and 3 to 6 and Long Island and whatever else. Yeah, so that didn't happen. But it seems that Muncie and New Jersey will be shoveling out for a while. My roommate lives in Muncie. He said his house got 18 inches. Are you serious? Nachum told me this morning of a city uh, in New Jersey that got 26. I don't even know what 26 inches of anything looks like. But that's deep. That is a lot a lot of snow. So, And by the way, unfortunately, numerous people lost power. The, 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 The... number of homes and businesses in New Jersey that lost powers in the six digits, which is a 
an obscene number in addition to the people who lost power last weekend and still couldn't get it back. Right. Right. So that just adds insult to injury. There was a story about somebody in New Jersey who just totally lost it and went to like a PSE&G headquarters and threatened one of the people behind the desk. I I posted it a couple of days ago. Yeah, they're getting some bad rap, but... I mean, sorry. Well, yeah. I mean, a little bit well-deserved. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it seemed like the... uh, I was just watching the news, and the president or whoever was on the news, and he was basically saying, like, we hate this as much as you guys. But it seemed like he was taking, you know, fault for it. He was... Taking the blame. Like Good. Like, Good. The buck stops with you, buddy. Like they messed up. Whatever. Right. They certainly, yeah, there's certainly a mess up somewhere. I mean, we lost power in our house Friday night um, during the nor'easter that was just terrible winds and rain and yeah. whatever. So we lost power about a half an hour into Shabbos, but we came home from Shul on Shabbos and the power was back on. And as we were walking down the street, we passed a a, um, a Long Island power, you know, I was going to say light bulb, but that totally just... <laughs> I don't know what that is. Right. It was the Long Island Power Authority, whatever. Uh, anyway, okay. so it passed in our opposite direction, and we started waving and saying thank you, and the guy stuck his hand out and waved back as he drove as he drove All along. Right. Yeah, exactly. I'm not complaining. Nothing got ruined. And, uh, you know, so we were the Amish. Okay, it's fine, because what were we going to do Friday night anyway? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We ate. We went to bed. It was all good. Anyway, so there's a lot going on here today. Um, national holidays. First of all, it is International Women's Day, International w- Working Women's Day, and there's a lot of celebration for that, which will lead to our interview in a minute, but I just want to mention, it's also World Kidney Day. For those of you who don't know about Project Renewal, I highly recommend that you check it out. Um, it's also National Peanut Cluster Day. Yoni, and I'm sure that in one of your shalachmanos, somebody gave you something with a something that you didn't know what to do with. That's the equivalent of peanut clusters. Peanut clusters are, in my opinion, are that food that you just stay in the wrapper. You well, don't. It could be deadly. Those things. It could break a tooth. I mean, that doesn't sound like I'm a hundred. But also peanuts. Like that's right. That seems a little yes, but, okay. risky to put into shalachmanos. Yes, but it's also risky because nobody eats those. Both. Right. Yeah. Nobody wants that. Don't put that in your shalachmanos. Put in a you know, a package of crackers. It's also name tag day, which would probably be good since I forget everybody's names all the time anyway. And more, most importantly in my world, it's national proofreading day. Folks, please learn the difference between there, there, and there. Your and your. Yes. Two and two. Grammar saves lives. I promise. What's that grammar? If you don't put the comma in the right place, somebody's going to eat grandma. Right. I don't want to eat grandma. If you don't put the comma after the eat, it makes it sound like you don't want to eat grandma, which, frankly, is good advice. Yeah. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network, and yes, it is International Women's Day 2018. That is a hashtag that is trending on Twitter, as well as hashtag because she is a woman, and that... It, totally led to the inspiration of of having Rebbitz and Dr. Adina Schmidman, the director of the OU Women's Initiative, join me on the program this morning because a major announcement was made by the OU Women's Initiative, and I'm happy to invite Rebbitz and Dr. Schmidman to join me this morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for welcoming me to the show this morning, and I am excited about International Women's Day. And, and, and for good reason, because there is so much to be proud of in Judaism, in modern orthodoxy, in orthodox Judaism, for the role of women within our community. And the goal of the Women's Initiative is to create and promote women's programming that educates and inspire women within the halachic parameters of orthodox Judaism. You got it. 
And I know you've joined Nahum on the air on JM and the AM when you were initially named to the position. And um, I have a feeling, though, that because the conversation today is women to women, we're really going to have an opportunity to explore things and explore this new grant initiative, uh, discussing it and the opportunities that present itself from a completely different light. I'm, I'm very excited to talk about it and to share and to respond to the questions that you look forward to asking. Excellent. So the challenge grant, and by the way, information can be found about this on the OU website. It's ou.org slash women slash grant dash initiative. So the goal of the grant is the uh, is to is to provide funding for uh, the support of innovative women's programming concepts proposed by synagogues. Tell me what that really means. What that means is that we are interested in hearing from you, from your schools, from your commute, from community organizations. We really want to hear what are ideas and and projects that you want to get off the ground that you've been toying with, that you've been exploring. We're looking at generating creativity and excitement, but mostly really to hear what's going on in communities. And these are communities that are affiliated with the OU and are are available or located internationally, correct? So preference will be given to synagogues affiliated with the OU, but other schools and community institutions are welcome to submit proposals. Oh, wow. Okay, that's great to know. That's great to know. And the goal is to um, encourage this kind of innovative synagogue-based Orthodox Women Program. Why is it important that it comes from the shuls? We're looking at shuls being the center of communities, but we don't want to restrict this to only shuls. We understand that depending on the size of the community, the nature of the community, other institutions contribute widely and greatly, so we're not limiting it to shuls, but we really feel that we want to encourage women to think about ideas where they can fit into shuls and that they feel that they have a place within the shul structure, within the shul programming, and hopefully this will enhance the shul experience for women of all stages, ages, and phases. I think that's a great point. There's There are many voices out there who feel that women are mar- marginalized in Orthodox synagogues. I personally do not feel that way. As I, as I like to joke, I sit behind the mechitza very happily. And I, as a, as a professional Orthodox woman, just feel very comfortable in shul. And I'm, I'm happy in shul. And I appreciate my role within the community, both... Uh, as a as a as a public member of the community and as a, an individual, you know, belonging to an Orthodox institution in which I am raising my families, but I appreciate also, and it seems that that voice is being heard, which is why this initiative is being backed financially because we want to provide more inclusionary or or appropriate roles for women within 
Orthodox institutions. And I think that the fact that the OU is ready to put money behind it, to me, that is super important, that is so telling, because not only are they taking these points seriously, but they also, someone recognizes that if a program is going to be cut, it's going to be a program where you can't find funding. And so in order to make sure that this doesn't happen, we are asking women to be creative. We're also telling them we'll help you pay for it. Exactly. And we, want to, and we want to communicate that we value your community, we value your voice. And that's really, really important. This is a new initiative. This department is, is a new initiative. And while obviously we have ideas of our own and we're really excited to start to introduce them to the community, it's really, really crucial that we are communicating that you know your community mm-hmm. and you know your needs. And while we obviously want to generate creativity and excitement and newness, we want to hear from you. What are things that you want to see implemented on the ground? And and we want to, like you said, we, we're going to stand by that financially. Rebitson, Dr. Adina Schmidman joins us on the air this morning. She's the founding director of the OU's Department of Women's Initiative. I'm going to say this sort of tongue-in-cheek, but as somebody who's an out-of-towner, and by that I mean that you are part of the Lower Marion Synagogue in Philadelphia, as opposed to us obnoxious New Yorkers who refer to everyone as out-of-towners, tell me, do you see the role of women in out-of-town communities as as something that is easier filled by a woman? There are more women in, in leadership positions than there are in the New York area? I think each community has its own dynamic. We were very fortunate to live in Birmingham, Alabama for nine years before we came to Philadelphia. We're in Lower Marion now for 10 years. I think women and men too, if if people have talent and ability and skill, their voices are welcome. That being said, I think from a, from a, from a standpoint of a national organization, it's really important to empower women so that they know where those opportunities lie. And, and one of the goals of the grant is to energize and strengthen communities in their ability to embrace and welcome the women's voices. But because life can be very confusing for a woman, for a younger woman, for a young lady, for a girl who's growing up in 2018, who sees national movements um, and doesn't really understand them, but sees women who are put in leadership roles and who have loud voices and strong social media presences, and then trying to reconcile that with some of the roles that we accept as women in Orthodox Judaism, it can be very confusing. I think it can be confusing, but I I think it's important that we try to uh, address that. Of course. And try to hear the voices of reason and of clarity that there is certainly a place for women. There always has been. We value women. We embrace their voices, their opinions, and that one has to know how to speak, not just as a woman, woman, I think in general, if you want to get your message across, you have to do it impassively, effectively, mm-hmm. wisely. Right. And that we are looking to hear those voices. And that's so, so important. And I, I think that having this conversation the week after Purim, in which Esther, the heroine whose voice is heard, who stands up, I mean, we are not, we are, 
we are not living in a religion. We are not living in a situation where women are silenced and when their voices are spoken, that they are ignored. You look at the at the you, know, you look at the imahot and you look at women like Esther. You look at powerful women like Ruth. You look at Miriam and all of the Niviot, and you see that there are voices, there are roles, and they are not silenced in Judaism. Oh no way! My Bobby always used to quote. Sarah Imenu, when it says Shema Bukola, listen to her voice. Each one of the women in, in Tanakh was a powerhouse and a pivotal character in shaping our narrative. And I think Chazal understood this and wisely placed different Haftoros to, to message that. This was not lost on them. Think mm. about the Torah readings for Rosh Hashanah, you have Chana, you have Sarah Imenu, you have Rachel in, in, in Sefer Yirmiyahu. You have very, very strong women who are now being positioned in very impactful readings on days that are enormously important in terms of liturgy, in terms of, you know, what place Rosh Hashanah, you know, where that stands in terms of, you know, our yearly... Uh, you know, in, in terms of the religious calendar, I think that in what the challenge is for us in the 21st century as Orthodox women is to recognize that and mm-hmm. to acknowledge that and that put those messages front and center so that young women understand, of course, women are valued. And it's not that they're being valued now and they weren't valued before. This is not a 21st century innovation that orthodoxy is waking up to this (laughs) and is putting this now sort of as a marketing ploy to to encourage young women to buy in. Absolutely, the the narrative is totally not that. It's that women have always been in in Tanakh, in Jewish history, in in important roles, in roles of leadership, and we look to women to inspire us, uh, both as women and as men, and the rabbis understood this, and we, we, we were and are ahead of the curve. I, I couldn't agree with you more. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. Rebbitz and Dr. Adina Schmidman joins us this morning. She leads the OU's Department of Women's Initiative, and we are discussing the Challenge Grant, the opportunity to to basically pitch your initiative, your, your women's leadership, innovative programming concept to the OU and potentially have it sponsored. Tell us how that project, tell us how that application project process works. So we have a, an application form on our website, ou.org slash women. We're asking synagogues and community institutions to fill out the form. I was asked if they People can't squeeze it into the boxes. Can they put it onto, you know, a document? Certainly, but we obviously want you to follow the structure of the form. And we want to hear your ideas. We're, we're looking for ideas that address women, all stages, phases, ages. We're really not trying to limit it to certain areas because we want to hear your creative ideas. What, we're, what we would like is to come up with ideas that, position the schools or the institutions that implement these ideas 
as model institutions mm. that can be looked at by other communities, by other synagogues, and ideas that we can then hopefully scale on a national level. So right. we're looking not just to generate ideas and to keep those ideas within the institutions that implement them, but we're really looking for ideas that will really turn the help contribute greatly, not just to that particular community, but to the to the country at large. Right. Repl- replicable models that can exactly. be, exactly, which is so important as well. It gives people the opportunity to really, you know, use someone else's genius. No need to reinvent the wheel. If we come up with a project that works for us and we can shape it into a model that can work for you, take it, use it. I think it also puts the shul that does implement it into a wonderful position as a, quote, advisor synagogue. So it, it helps move that shul into a more recognized shul on the national landscape, which, I, which is exciting, and it puts that neighborhood, that community on the national playing field. So we're looking, there, there are a lot of layers here. One layer is that we want to hear what's going on on the ground and what are those needs. Another layer is to generate creativity. Another layer is to come up with programs that can be scaled. And another layer is for schools themselves to get onto the map and for mm. people to hear about, wow, this is a creative, innovative school that recognizes the roles of women, and that school will be strengthened because people will hear that school's voice. So applications are already being accepted. They will be accepted no later than April 30th of this year. Grant winners will be announced May 31st, and funds will be available starting June 1st. So this is all happening now. Correct. Correct. So we're, we're, we're rolling this. We want things to be, we want these programs to get off and running. We, we're, we're, the timeline is quick, uh, although we are giving people some time so that we understand that Pesach is in the middle here. So we're accepting grants until April 30th, a grant proposal. And we really want to move this. We don't, we, we don't want this to be a slow process because we want to get these programs up and running. You know what I really want to see? I really want to see a couple of well-done, well-executed, and replicable bat mitzvah programs receiving grants for, uh, for the upcoming year. Because I think that those are the years, those transformative years between 10 and 12 for girls becoming women are so important in terms of their identity that I, as a 42-year-old woman, would forego my opportunity for a project to be sponsored in order to make sure that those kids are hearing what they need to hear and empowered the way they need to be empowered. I look forward to getting those proposals. (laughs) I do. I want to just make sure that you just to clarify, we are looking for new programs. So programs that are up and running, we're happy that they're up and running. And of course, we want to hear about them, but we are looking to generate creativity. So if your school is already running a program, it doesn't mean that you have to reinvent the wheel. Look at another Schultz program that they've been doing, propose that program. So we're, I mean, obviously, the more creative, innovative, right. and something that's new is, you know, that's, that's valuable. But it doesn't have to be something that's never, ever been done before. Because I think that that's, you know, I'm not sure. Well, you know what? I challenge the community. <laughs> if you come up with awesome, brand-new programs, fantastic. But what what we are looking for is something that's not happening in your school. I hear- and how can we introduce something new? The funding is for up to five thousand dollars for ten 
schools or community institutions. Well, I I welcome the opportunity to have you back on at the end of May and the beginning of June to discuss those winners and their projects. Um, It's a tremendous initiative by the OU. Kolakovo to you and your team, and of course to to Mike Spain and to Alan Fagan, who are tremendous friends here of the Nachum Siegel Network. And uh, we should continue to be matzliach, both as a people and as women. Amen. Thank you for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. And again, uh, happy International Women's Day, where we can celebrate uh, the achievements of women and look at women's programming to help contribute to our communities. Amen. Happy day to you as well. You can go to www.ou.org slash women for more information, both about the Women's Initiative and about the challenge grant that is in the toolbar at the top. My thanks to Rebbitson Dr. Adina Schmidman for joining me today. You've been listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. We have a full afternoon of programming for you right after That's Life. It's the live lunch hosted by Nachum Siegel himself right here at the Nachum Siegel Network. And the legendary Pat Boone joins us at noon. He will be calling in from Los Angeles. Don't miss a minute of, of that interview. He will be discussing his upcoming trip to Israel in celebration of Israel 70. That is correct. So don't miss that. That is at noon today here on the Nachum Siegel Network. The afternoon continues after that with a full afternoon of programming, including Throwback Thursday at 1 p.m. and Encore of JM Rewind at 4. And of course, the Arab Shabbos music mix. Uh, the Sorry, the Arab Shabbos show hosted by Mark Zamek at 7 p.m. brought to you by our friends at Kedem. Tomorrow morning, join Nachum as he hosts JM and AM from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time and Malcolm Holmline scheduled to join Nahum at 7.40. At the conclusion of JM and the AM, join Naomi for a brand new edition of Table for Two and stay tuned as you enjoy the encore presentation of Thursday night's Kedem Erev Shabbos show and then enjoy the Erev Shabbos music mix up until candlelighting here in the New York area, also brought to you by our friends at Kedem. Avrami hosts Saturday Night Seagull this Monday Shabbos starting at 9 p.m. Matis hosts JM Sunday as he has been seamlessly since its inception this Sunday at 7 a.m. Eastern Time. Of course, we will also be at the Mega. Do not miss Do not miss the Nefesh Benefesh Mega event happening this Sunday at John Jay here in Manhattan. John Jay College, do not miss a moment of it. If you are thinking about making Aliyah, if you want to make Aliyah at some point in your life, have the conversation. Come check it out. See what it's all about. It's really an incredibly inspiring day, and they will answer every question you have. And, of course, we will be broadcasting from there as well. You can check us out on Facebook Live that day. I'm closing today with Benny Benny Friedman's Ivri Anochi. Why? because he mentions all of the Imahot. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys. בכל מקום ובכל ארץ לא רוצה שיהיה אחרת יהודי אני זה משהו נצחי בני אברהם, יצחק ויעקב בני ישראל
little bit of history I've been through. Ask me where I'm from, and I will tell you I'm a Jew, and every Jew's a proud Jew. Not just me, my sisters and my brothers. Never be ashamed to be a proud Jew. It's not what you've done, it's how he made you. So sing this song and spread the pride around you. Yehudiani, eternally. Hey Abraham, it's Chag Yaakov, Rivka. 